Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It is something that you may be doing right now. You're not even sure if you're doing it right or if the person that's doing it for you is doing it right. Or maybe you're thinking about something for the first time. And this, the one thing I'm talking about can change your health and your wealth. And it can be very impactful for you and your family. I'm talking about investments and doing it properly, especially in real estate. And we're going to break that down today for anybody that is already investing. Maybe you're thinking about it. Maybe you've you've got now the financial resources to, to get that done. He's the owner and founder of H&K Investment Group, LLC in Nashville, Tennessee. Charlie Hartage is on the program with us. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Steve, I'm doing extremely well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. And... It's great, great to have you here, and you know, maybe we'll start at the basics. Maybe we'll dig a little bit deeper into that. Uh, I can honestly tell you, and I'm always trans- fully transparent, whatever I talk here, I deal with somebody who deals with investments for me. I have no idea what's going on, what he's doing, whether he's doing it right. I assume he is, um, but th- I think I might represent a lot of people who have, let's say, a 401k or whatever it might be. And they've got somebody that, that looks at it or keeps tabs on it. Um, or maybe somebody starting fresh. Uh, do you encounter that a lot with people that are, are working with others and really not sure what, 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 what's going on or what the process is? Uh, absolutely, Steve. And, it, you know, it's really funny because um, I, I actually have my own podcast, and this has come up many times on my podcast, too. But, Steve, you know, if, if you invest uh, passively in, with your 401K, your IRA, whatever that is, most people have no idea what's going on. They say, oh, my, my fi- financial planner does that. Um, yep. You know, okay, so, so what stocks are you in? What mutual funds are you in? I don't know. I have to look it up. There's, there's no way for you to really know truly what's going on with, with uh, the mutual fund. And if you wanted to talk to someone about that, your financial planner probably doesn't know extremely well about the, the ins and outs of the mutual fund. That would be the fund manager. Is there any way you're going to talk to the fund manager? Absolutely not. <laughs> so <laughs> right. what we do is um, in, in real estate, we talk to our investors all the time, so they know exactly what's going on with the with the property, with the deal. Um, you don't get that, uh, you know, in, in mutual funds, four hundred one ks, IRAs, all that. So we're very, very transparent. We we do send monthly updates as well, just so our investors know what's going on with the property. My aunt was very successful in real estate. She was a real estate agent way back in the day. She was a trailblazer as a woman. In all of that, in terms of investing in real estate, and she told me when I was in my 20s, you need to invest in real estate. You really need to invest in real estate. And at the time, I said, I got a, I got the job I always wanted. I'm going to be hanging out by the beach this weekend, uh, you know, partying with my friends. Uh, thanks anyway. And guess what? One of the biggest mistakes I ever made. <laughs> I should have listened <laughs> to my head. Um, because, you know, when you make those investments... Tell us, you know, why is real estate such a great investment? Well, I don't know how much time we have, um, so I'll, I'll try to keep it short, Steve. Um, you know, one of the, the things about real estate that I really love is that is it, it is a real tangible asset. Mm. Uh, there's a lot in real estate that you can invest in. 
anywhere from you know homes, apartments to office buildings, warehouses, etc. And what we focus on, Steve, is uh, uh, commercial properties that are multifamily properties. So we buy apartment complexes, and we offer uh, something with, with our investments that is pretty recession and uh, you know market downturn uh, resilient in, in apartment complexes because apartment complexes provide a basic human need of shelter. Um, so that. So that's one of the reasons that we love real estate is just because it does provide shelter. Um, there's there's uh, cash flow that comes in. There's tax benefits like depreciation. I'm definitely not a CPA, uh, but there's depreciation, which is just a paper loss. And then there's other ways that you can add value to the property. We like to buy properties that um, where maybe they're a little ugly, uh, we like to fix them up, provide a safe community. So it's not just um, you know a, a building that we buy and, and raise rents. We we go in there and, and we clean up the property uh, both inside and outside. But then uh, you know we offer value to the tenants, to the residents that live there. Um, you, you know, there's just so many benefits of real estate. But my favorite is actually the leverage piece, and. The, one of the reasons that I love leverage, and, and most people know what that means, maybe they don't know the term, but if you go and buy a, a single-family home or, or duplex to live in, you don't put 100% down. Most people don't pay all cash. They go to a bank or a financial institution, and they may put 5% down, 20% down, whatever that is, and when, when the property appreciates over time, you may have only put 10% down on the property, but you're entitled to 100% of those gains. And obviously, banks, uh, financial institutions, uh, they realize that real estate is a good investment. It holds value. It goes up in value with depreciation. Um, you know, there's insurance that you get on the property, so it, worst comes to worst, you have insurance. And let's just say you don't have insurance and, and something happens there, you still have the, that raw land that can be built. So it's still always going to be worth something. So financial institutions, they're okay you know, lending uh, 80%, 90% on the property just because uh, there, there's so many kind of um, uh, things in place that uh, make real estate hold value and grow in value. So it's a really good investment for banks, for institutions like that. And then it's a really good investment for us and for our investors. What do you say to people? And I'm not saying they're right or accurate, but people that say, well, right now your real estate, not a good time to invest. It's you know, wait a little bit longer. Uh, your feelings on that. You know, it, I, I hear that a lot too, and I don't want to speak negatively or, or anything here, but uh, most of the people that say that don't, they're, they're not actually experts in real estate. You know, maybe they listen to the news that says, oh, uh, home prices are down or this or that. You know, we're not buying a property today to sell it tomorrow. So if we bought today, even if it's higher and it goes down in value a little bit, we're not selling it tomorrow. And in fact, with our business plan, we create value uh, in, in the property. So we, we do, we add different amenities, 
We renovate the property both inside and outside. We look for ways to cut costs. So it, it's not just a, you know, what we do is not get rich quick. I'll, I'll say that. Um, we always underwrite for five years. And so if we bought a property a couple years ago, we don't have to sell it now just because interest rates are higher. We can, we can wait another few years before we need to sell the property. So usually what I say when someone says, oh, it's not a great time to buy, well, why? You know, why, why do you think it's not a great time to buy? There's so many different business plans in real estate, so many different ways to invest that it may not be a, a great time to flip a home, uh, but we don't do that. We don't flip single-family homes. You know, that, that's the sexy piece that's on uh, all the TV channels, flipping homes. We don't do that. And so our business plan uh, is for five years. We try to sell it sooner. Uh, we, we can typically complete the business plan in about 24 months or so, but that doesn't mean we have to sell it in 24 months. So I, I usually kind of challenge them, Steve, and say, well, why do you think it's not a good time to buy? Because they typically, what, what we do, most people have never heard of what we do. I'd say maybe 1% of the population actually knows, has heard of our business plan before. And probably only 5% of that 1% have actually invested in a deal like this. Interesting. Um, when you say what we do, what makes what you do different or unique? Yeah, great question. So we look for apartment complexes, like I said, that are um, that, that we can add value to. So maybe they're underperforming. Maybe Pop owns it. Maybe a company owns it. And they're looking just for cash flow, but there's a lot of deferred maintenance. Um, so I'll give you an example. Like, like you mentioned at the beginning, I'm based in Nashville. We bought a property a year and a half, uh, almost two years ago here in Nashville, that when we drove up to the property, there was trash everywhere um, around the dumpsters. There's uh, one or two broken down vehicles. There was mildew all over the side of the buildings. A lot of the windows were fogged up. And that, that, that um, at the time, the current owner, which is now the previous owner, they didn't want to fix any of that because they were getting a lot of cash from that, right? So they're like, hey, we're, we're fine with it. This is our business plan. They just want the, the cash flow. Um, what we do, Steve, is we go in there, we buy properties exactly like that that have a lot of potential that are, are completely underperforming. And so one of the first things we did is we sent a letter to all the residents saying, you know, no, no trash outside, outside of the dumpsters, uh, no furniture outside of the dumpsters, no broken down vehicles. You gotta move them or we'll tow them. We got um, a company in there to pressure wash all the buildings. And we are, we're still in the process of replacing windows, but we have replaced probably half of the foggy windows and so uh, just from that, we've also painted the, the exterior. We've added some, some nice balconies. Um, so just from that, if you drive in the property today versus two years ago, the property looks so much nicer. And so we're getting tenants in there that want a home, that want a community, a safe community, because they have kids. They don't want, um, you know, trash everywhere because, you know, kids mess with stuff. Um, and so what we do is, is we go in there, we add value to the property, 
And when we add value to the property, uh, commercial property is based off of NOI, net operating income. So it's all of the income from rent, fees, things like that, minus the operating expenses. And so when we increase that NOI, then the value of the property actually goes up. So it's not like flipping a home where you have to remodel, you know, the kitchen and backyard and, and put landscaping in. There's a lot of other ways we can increase the value of an apartment complex. It sounds in that situation that that complex just needed some TLC and just some, you know, just some basic management, right? It, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, like I said before, and like I always say, the beauty of real estate is there's so many different ways you can invest. That was their business model of they wanted cash flow. They didn't necessarily care about the appreciation because they weren't necessarily looking at selling it. Um, they had to sell because their, their company was actually getting acquired. They did keep some of them, uh, some of their properties that they owned because um, there was not as much deferred maintenance on, on some of the newer properties, but they did end up selling a portion of their properties, and we bought this one, and it was exactly what we were looking for. There's a team of about eight of us that are actually doing the uh, quote-unquote managing. We do what's called asset management, which in the corporate world, you would, you would think of that as a project manager. So we're, we also have a, a, a third-party professional property management company. They do all the, the heavy work and, and call vendors, work with tenants and toilets and termites, but we just kind of give them the guidelines and, and the guidance of what we're looking for. So we're on weekly calls, but then we have another 60 or so passive investors I would say most of those, maybe only one or two, have actually visited the property. Um, they've never been on the phone calls with us. They've never, you know, answered any calls from tenants or anything like that. And so the core group of, of eight of us are doing the heavy listing alongside the property management. And then we, we team up with passive investors that just want to build and grow their wealth, um, you know, and, and they – uh, invest with us. They put the capital in there and their investment along with our investment and our time allows them to grow their wealth uh, over this five-year period, this five-year holding period. Hmm. Is it safe to say that some of the investors really don't have to do anything? Just did they put up the capital and yeah, signed an agreement and yeah, maybe check in every once in a while, but their money is basically working for them? Yeah, that, that's that's totally safe to say. Um, you know, and, and when I first heard about this, so you, you mentioned earlier about a 401k. That's all I knew. I grew up with a middle-class mindset of 401k and IRA was like the the bee's knees to me. You know, that was the best thing that that I could do. And when I heard about multifamily syndication a few years ago, I was really, really impacted by that because it was, it was my, my mind was kind of blown because I had never heard of that before. And for me to, to hear about, and, and at the time, I already liked real estate, wasn't necessarily apartments. I, you know, 
I'm just a a normal dude. There's no way I can buy an apartment complex, right? Mm. Uh, I don't have millions of dollars. But when I heard about um, a group that was basically pooling money together and I didn't have to do anything and I could be an owner in an apartment complex, I I was so impacted by that that I I got into my first deal uh, within about three weeks, four weeks, I got into another deal, and I was just so hooked at that point. Uh, when I started learning more about it, I started telling friends and family, and they were kind of like me. They had never heard of it, and so I had to you know, tell them, hey, it's not a scam. This is actually how this works, and so... Um, that and, and that's actually one of the reasons for my podcast is really just to get the word out about, look, there's just normal people doing this. Uh, you don't have to be a millionaire or billionaire to invest in these apartment complexes. And uh, I, I love telling this story about my very first deal. I invested $50,000 into it. I own 0.01% of that apartment complex. So it was like I owned, you know, a closet or something. But my investment over the next five years is growing and growing and growing. So to the passive investors out there who maybe, you know, going back to your earlier point, real estate's risky. It's not if you're investing with conservative um, people that are experts in this field. Um, you know, maybe you're risk averse like I am, um, and I invested with experts. So I didn't have to be the person that does all of all of the work on this. I'm able to hand that over to an expert, kind of like a financial planner or a mutual fund manager. I'm able to hand my money over to them and trust that their business plan and, and their knowledge is going to uh, build and grow my wealth. So to the, the 60 or so passive investors on this deal, um, we all know them, uh, the, the, the general sponsored team of eight of us, you know, we know at least one of us knows each of the sponsors. And so they know us, they like us, they trust us. So they, they handed their money over to us to invest and we send them monthly emails. We call them, you know, every quarter or so just to give them an update on the property, address any of their concerns that they may have. And most of the time I've, I found this, Steve, most of the time my investors don't really they care what's going on with the property, but they're not asking these deep, involved questions because they want to be passive. They don't want to spend time on this. And so they, they read the monthly emails that we send out. Um, if they do have a concern, they reach out to us. But it is very, very passive for them. Um, you know, at, at the beginning, um, I always tell my investors, Make sure you know the underwriting. You don't have to underwrite this with a fine-tooth comb, but make sure you at least know um, about the underwriting, about the market that we're in, about the team that's going to be working on this. Um, you got to sign the, the paperwork at the beginning, and then after that point, make sure you know it is their money. A lot of it is their money. We also put money into the deals ourselves, but it is their money, and so we want them to feel comfortable um, with us, with the deal and all that, and, and just so they know, hey, it's your hard-earned money. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out to us. But I would say it's 99% passive for them. They don't do anything with the property. They don't even visit the property in most cases. Hmm. 
All right, let's just say, let's go hypothetical right now. What sure. if what if I had 50,000 and I want to dip my toe into this whole thing? Where would I begin and how do I minimize the risk in making that investment into let's say real estate or something that you're working on? Yeah, so uh, a couple couple things there. Um to minimize the risk, I'll start there. Um you, you know, if if you know someone that's already in multifamily syndication, maybe they're new to it, but uh, you know, like I've, I've said, this is a team sport. So you're not going to give someone some money that's brand new to this that says, "Hey, I want to I want to invest in in real estate." You're not going to give it to someone that's it's their first time or second time doing it. So on my first couple deals that I was in. I was the brand new person that knew very, very little, but my team in, in some of these cases had acquired 20, 30 properties. In another case, they had acquired over 100 properties, over $3 billion of assets. So when, when my investors invested, they didn't invest with me, they invested with the team. So to minimize risk, make sure that the uh, sponsorship team has a solid track record not just that one person, um, you know, you're, you're investing with the whole team, not just one, per, uh, one person. So to minimize risks, I would understand what the, what the sponsorship track record is. I would also understand what the uh, market is like. Uh, is it a growing market? Are there new jobs coming in, new population? Or is it a declining market, right, or, or, or jobs leaving the area? I actually did yesterday a, a YouTube video uh, on my YouTube channel about what the 11 topics uh, passive investors should ask. Um, so I know you didn't, you didn't know that, Steve, but that was a perfect plug. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's 11 topics. There's probably 20, 30 questions in there just to ask, just, you know, high-level overview of just to ask to, to kind of understand what a passive investor should know. And then the other question is, is how to get started. So there's a lot of ways. I mean, you can go online and, and type in multifamily syndication. Um, what I would say about that is over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of people that have started programs and classes about that. So be very wary. I have more uh, experience than some of these, and I would never pay them, you know, the, uh, uh, a ton of money to, to help me get started. Um, but I actually have about 35 articles that I've done on our website. And if you are interested in, in learning about that, you can go to the website. You can contact me. I love having calls. I love educating new people on multifamily syndication because, again, I was so impacted by this several years ago that I want to help others understand that, yes, you truly can build wealth 100% passively in real estate. And I've done about, um, like I said, 35, 40 articles. I actually have a drip campaign. It's about 50 emails over the course of six months. They take, you know, two minutes to read the email, two minutes to read the article, not meant to spam people. You get about one to two emails a week, and it's really just to educate uh, someone who knows nothing about uh, buying apartments, maybe even not about real estate, but they're looking for something other than the stock market with all the volatility, 
maybe they're wanting, maybe they truly believe in real estate but don't know where to start. And so, and, and that was me. I, I, I believed in real estate, had no idea where I wanted to start it, uh, where to start years ago. And so this is uh, the, the, you know, 40, 50, uh, or 35 articles I've done, the 40, 50 emails I've done, it is meant to hold your hand through the entire process so you can go from I know nothing about real estate to the end of uh, that six-month time period. Okay, let's invest. I, I know about real estate. I know why real estate. I know why apartments. And I know a lot of the key terms to look for. Yeah, in the New York area, I have to tell you, the apartment, they're building nonstop apartment buildings. Any any blank land. I'm on Long Island, not even the city. And they're popping up because there's such yeah. a demand for it. So, you know, that just adds more validity to uh, to what we're talking about today. We're out of time. There's so much that uh, we can unpack. We did get a question, so we're going we're gonna to hit that question up next time we get together. Uh, Charlie, tell everybody your website. Yeah, uh, my website is H-K-I-G-L-L-C.com. And uh, free consult, somebody wants to talk with you, schedule a call just to learn a little bit more, maybe start the, uh, the dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is a, a place on the website to schedule a call. That call goes, uh, or, or that has my calendar link. That goes directly to me. We don't outsource that. That goes directly to me. I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn, Charles Hardage. Um, I, I reply to messages there. Please connect. Love to just educate anyone and everyone about what we do because it had a huge impact on me. Yeah. And I'd love to dig even deeper, you know, to your past uh, next time we get together and the information. Yeah. I believe there's so many people out there that want to do something, but they're just, you know, they're, they're just, you know, tapping the brakes. They, they need to feel comfortable. Um, and with all that information that you offer, you know, that gets them closer there. H-K-I-G-L-L-C.com is the website. Charlie, thanks for being here today and uh, look forward next time we get a chance to get together. Yeah. Steve, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you. Yep. Likewise. All right. We're coming right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world. This is the podcast business news network. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.